The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. That second half effort was terrible, but there were there were signs of this in the first half, you know. And I and I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to trod some old ground here, but I just can't help it. I don't know what what kind of work they do in practice and in preseason. Uh, you know, uh, when they're doing rebounding work, but I, honest to God, never, and I mean never, when you're on the defensive end of the floor, should you go for a rebound with one hand, because. Yes, you could tip it to your teammate, but the likelihood is you're going to tip it out of bounds or you're going to tip it to them or you might even tip it in the basket. It's it's sort of like the old saying about throwing the football, two out of three things can happen and two of them are bad. Well, that's that's the same attitude I have about going with one hand and tipping the ball on the defensive end. You've got to go with two hands every time. You have to, unless it's physically impossible for you to do so. You've got to go with two hands. You saw it tonight. How many times did they get one hand on a defensive rebound and didn't and didn't secure it? I mean, to get out rebounded by anybody by eighteen, I don't care if it's if it's a big power five school, it can't happen because yes, peeps can be bigger than you and they can even be faster than you. But if you do the fundamentals right, if you go with two hands and secure the ball and hold on to it for a second. Make sure the play is finished. If you box out, you can do you can you can overcome some of that. Not what this team did tonight. 42-24 on the backboard. Offensive rebounds 17 to 4. Second chance points 11 to 2. This ended up a 14 point game, but it was pretty close throughout. Getting outscored by 9 on second chance points in a game like this. Where neither, you know, one team, the winning team shoots 37% and 18% from three, and VCU shoots 40% and 27% from three. 11 to 2 on second chance points is a killer. So is not getting back on defense, which is really hard to understand because, you know, VCU's half court defense was really good tonight. So getting beat down the floor. They were minus six on that. That's not cutting it either. Uh, Dan Gaitanis has a has a uh, has an interesting comment, and he's kind of right and kind of wrong in this regard. Horrifying loss in a bye game. This is why we got to be careful. For example, when we make fun of Richmond for losing to a team who lost a bye game. Yeah, it is a bye game, but I will say some of the people are like, "Oh, we shouldn't be losing to a Northeast Conference team." Yes, that's true. This is not your typical Northeast Conference team. I've seen plenty of basketball out of that league uh, over 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 the many many years. This is a way more physical team than you typically see in this league. It's a way more experienced team than you typically see in this league. 
And God dang, if they do not, if they do not imitate or take on the personality of their coach, Bashir Mason and those of us, in my case, I think I was still at VC. I think I might have been still going to VCU when he was when he was playing for Drexel. But I certainly remember him. Uh, I certainly remember him playing for Drexel. And I'll tell you, if this ain't if this ain't the typical if this ain't a typical Bashir Mason team, and if this ain't really what you saw out there tonight, and again, you got to be a certain age to remember uh, to remember this guy and, and those teams. Drexel, Bruiser Flint in the CAA, VCU had some classic battles with those teams, um, uh, and and they were like this team. They played good defense. They got after you. They were they were relentless on the backboard, and you just and they never gave up on anything. And that and and I like I love watching a team like that as long as they're not playing VCU. And and it's no surprise that Bashir Mason A went into coaching and B has that kind of a team. And those kinds of teams are always going to be tough. You may you may have more talent than them and beat them that way. But you are going to beat them by by outdoing them in terms of making a hard, tough effort. You're not. You've got to, you've got to match their energy. You've got to match their ferociousness on the backboard and on the defensive end if you're going to beat them. And VCU didn't do that. Uh, Dan, it, you know, players were walking off at the end because Wagner was just dribbling the ball out. It's not. It's a nothing thing to me. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not focused on that because it's it's a it's it's uh, to me it's a, it's a small thing that's not indicative of anything um there were a lot of other small things smaller things that were indicative of stuff tonight and that that was the main one not grabbing not going with two hands on the defensive rebound getting passive against a 2-3 zone how many years have we seen this Teams rock up to the Seagull Center or see VCU and say, we're going to go to the zone, and VCU falls in the trap. Pass, pass, pass around the perimeter for 20 seconds. Oh, crap, there's seven seconds left. We've got to do something. No. No, you've got to you beat the zone with post-entry, whether it's dribble penetration, whether it's passing it in. Now... We don't have a Bones Highland, and we don't have an Ace Baldwin, so it's kind of tough uh, in terms of the dribble penetration aspect and in terms of the, well, we're going to bomb it from three and make you get out of it aspect. So that means you've got to pass that ball into the post. When you see Ward and you see he's got some space, get it into him, make the defense collapse, kick it out, and then you take the open three, or you put the ball on the floor, drive the lane again. Wasn't enough of that tonight. And, you know, it's just, it's tough because their defensive effort was there. Wagner shoots 36.8 for the game. Didn't even shoot 40% in the second half that they end up outscoring VCU by 13. Wagner was three for 17 from three. And, of course, one of those was that dagger shot clock violation one where I thought I actually thought the ball was still in his hands but they couldn't overturn it you know and VC, and here's the thing I liked about VCU they didn't overdo it 
with the three-point shot for the most part. They only took 11 of them. Uh, so that was actually good. But but here we are again. Game one, uh, St. Peter's got 15 more field goal attempts. Game two, Wagner gets 15 more field goal attempts. And that can't happen. That can't happen against anybody, especially especially some of the bigger names that are on the schedule for us. And then we come to the other bugaboo that has that that uh, that drives me insane that I can't stand and unfortunately has been a VCU problem and has reared its ugly head. Rebounding is always number one with me, especially defensive rebounding. But this is number two, and you all know what I'm going to say, free throws. And again, in a game where it's hard to score, you cannot go up to the foul line and shoot 7 of 15. You just can't do it, and that's what VCU did tonight. And Marcus Sahonis was the biggest offender, which is too bad because there was a lot about his game I liked tonight. Um, you know, five assists. Five assists and three turnovers. The turnovers aren't great, but again, five assists off the bench. That was pretty good. But he gets the foul line seven times and only makes three. Not good enough. Not good enough. And and part of me wonders, part of me wonders if that is why they got a little bit of gun shy in terms of driving the lane. Not just that they, you know, drove themselves into to blind alleys and turned the ball over. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. But, you know, they were they were maybe not that confident at the foul line. I mean, Keyshawn Curry makes three of four, so the rest of them are four of eleven. Jesus. Not good. And not and that is the other thing. Didn't get to the foul line in the second half. Only had four attempts. Wagner was 13 of 15, 8 of 9. Again, this game was close for most of it. That kills you. Fast break points, second chance points, free throws. All in the negative. VCU ain't going to win a lot of games if that's what happens every night. Them them losing those three stats will not win a lot of games at all. A lot of guys out there were pressing. Uh, Fitz Williams was absolutely pressing out there, taking, taking not good shots, not in the flow of the offense, not with his feet set square to the, square to the basket. Uh, and yeah, Dan, Dan Gaitanis again, I, I totally agree with this. If VCU would simply work on fundamentals and good basketball instead of putting on a show, they would get to the Sweet 16 every single year. It feels like it. And again, it just it just makes me wonder what 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 they're doing in practice because there you are dealing with some young pups out there. Nunn's a freshman, Kern's a freshman. You're dealing with guys. Deloach is a freshman. You're dealing with guys that are that are that are transferring in that are in a new situation like Sahonis and Nichols Jr. So that explains some of these things. It explains the turnovers a little bit. They had 15 of them tonight. Not good. Again, a lot of unforced turnovers too. Not as if the other team was playing great defense and they got in trouble. Just just silly things. Really, really silly things. So that explains some of it. But that doesn't explain not playing as a team because I don't care how long, whether you're a freshman in college or not, that's something that you that you certainly should have got some of in high school, and certainly this coach preaches that all the time. So not playing as a team and trying to do your own thing out there, that's got nothing to do with that. That, that shouldn't, 
that's that's not well. He's new and he's this and this. No, that's on the that's that's a mentality that's not right, and that's a mentality that if it's happening in practice is not getting corrected. Also, in the first half, Mike Rhodes used his time. Uh, 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 used his actually. No, excuse me. Early in the second half, Mike Rhodes took a timeout when he should have and stopped a little early momentum for Wagner, and I was very happy with that. But then later in the game, when it started to get away, won't use his timeout because it's the next dead ball. The next dead ball is a stop, and his team is clearly tired. They get beat down the floor and give up a layup after they after they miss uh, – what was it? After they missed – I think it was missed two free throws on the end that would have cut it to two. And you go from a maybe going to have a two-point game to a six-point game, and they were never in it after that. And, I, you know, seriously, yes, there are times when you're going to need all those timeouts at the end of the game. But if it's going wrong and it's and – and, and the worst part is early in the second half he saw that it was not right and he used this timeout. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And then immediately come, came out and made up the four points that they gave out gave up right to start of the half and they were right back within one. And then he freaking, oh, I'm going to let him play out. They're not ready for that. They are not ready for that yet. And it cost them. I mean, it, that's when this game got away from VCU. It was at that point. And then, and then offensively, they just lost the thread entirely. Somebody said it. Somebody said it that they just looked lost on offense. It's absolutely right. Somebody said that in the game thread, and I totally agree with them. Seriously, we don't have Ace, who's a true point, and we don't have Bones. He's starting to kill it in the NBA. So everybody's got to do this together. You can't look at somebody and say, you do it for us. And you can't be the one that says, well, shit, nobody's going to do this. I'm going to do it. No. This has to be together Five guys on the floor working together, a, a well-oiled machine, a team operation, or it's not going to work. We've had two games now, both games, more turnovers than assists. Tonight, the gap wasn't quite as big, but 12 assists, 15 turnovers. It's not going to work. And that is not playing together. That is guys... You know, pressing because they're because they're missing shots or the situation's getting against them. They think I gotta do it. No, we gotta do it. We, all five of us on the floor. And I and and I will. And I mean, look, you know, Wagner had their issues too. But second half, yeah, Wagner didn't shoot the ball well. But here's why Wagner pulled away. Eleven made field goals. Seven of them were assisted. Four turnovers. Only four turnovers. And we talk, we've seen this with VCU where there are years where if they can't score off their defense, they're in real trouble. And this might be another one. Four turnovers is a really good effort from Wagner. It's it's disaster for VCU at this point. But that's the thing. You're not always going to turn the other team over and get fast break points and easy buckets. So that means you all got to work together. That means you got to move without the basketball, and it's so and it's frustrating because there was improvement out there tonight. 
I'm gonna I want to focus on two plays Jaden Nunn made in the first half, and I and I'm a little bit. I mean, I know he took some bad shots out there, but I'm a little surprised he only got 15 minutes. Some of that was Sahonis was playing well, but Jaden Nunn made two plays right around the end, right around the under four timeout that I thought were going to turn this game for VCU. The first one, Vince is trapped in the corner. It's been a bad possession. There was a deflection. They were disorganized. Vince loops it out to none. The shot clock's running down. Against St. Peter's, he would have just drove in, almost kamikaze-like into the lane. He probably would have turned it over. He waits a second. Vince Williams, best play Vince Williams made of the night, sneaks over from the one side where he was almost trapped in the corner to the other corner. None waits a second, sees it, recognizes it, gets it to Williams. He swishes a three. Beautiful. I was in the car, still at work at this point, unfortunately, but I was I was clapping vigorously. It was such a great play. And then out of the timeout, they're under the basket. None waits, shows patience patience. Curry uncovers with a beautiful he kind of he kind of staggered step one way to get his guy going one way and then cut hard back towards the basket. His defender didn't go with them. None waits for it, gets it to him, dunk. And it was just so beautiful, and it was so good from Jaden Nunn there. And that shows you that he's learning. And he saw the mistakes he made in St. Peter's game. And that was, you know, and 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 is bid to improve on them. Um, hopefully, we'll, I mean, hopefully, you know, that'll continue. I like that from Nunn because I was hard on him in the last game. I wanted to spotlight those two plays because in both situations, it'd be an easy thing to forget. Because it's not a flashy play and you'd forget it tomorrow, but I want to point those out. Yeah, Bruce, it's embarrassing, but I will tell you this. Wagner is probably going to win that conference, and if they do win that conference and they win that conference tournament, it may end up as a you know a quad three or quad four loss because we're at home. But that's not a bad team we lost to tonight. That's a good team we lost to. And they're going to be a good team all year because they're going to, they're going to cause – they're going to cause lots of people problems playing that way because they 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 like I said earlier they take the personality of their coach their coach and the guy who coached him his teams never gave up on anything and were in your behind and never let you have a moment's peace and that's the way Wagner plays and I love that I love that but you know what we'll say when it came to half-court defense, VCU did match them in that regard because VCU was was all over them. There were a few times Ford really got going in the second half with some with some getting some uh, getting some dribble penetration in the lane and getting some layups and dunks and all that. But VCU kind of restricted them in that regard for for a good for a good chunk of the game, and and they were they were taking jumpers and it was not going in. They were clanking them all over the place. So, you know, if there's a positive take out of this, VCU's half-court defense is where we want them to be. They just got to finish. You finish a great defensive set, but grabbing the rebound. That's what you do. Grabbing it, and if you have to hold it, hold it. That's the other thing. And, and that's the other thing. The other guys on the floor, 
Stop assuming the play is over. One of those plays, like the one with Hassan Ward where he ends up out of bounds and it's a turnover, maybe he was pushed, maybe he wasn't. You know, great defensive set. Wagner takes a shot with one on the shot clock. It's nowhere near being good. Everybody else is taking off down the floor and leaving Hassan Ward to do it. Hassan Ward takes the wrong angle. Some of that's how it comes off the floor. And a Wagner player who doesn't just give up on it is right there to pressure and causes a turnover. Where are the rest of you? Where are the rest of you? Because look, I understand what, (coughs) excuse me, to run down the floor and get in position to run the play, but you're not going to do that and, 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 and gain some sort of advantage when you don't have the ball in the first place. Make sure the team's got the ball. Make sure the team's got the ball. Yes, Bruce, and I, I made that point already. Two hands with rebounds, but especially on the defensive end. On the offensive end, it's a little bit different because you could tip it to a teammate, tip it in the basket, whatever. Defensive end, two hands every time. All right, so this is a tough loss. Non-conference home losses are not a regular event for VCU. People are going to be jumping out of the boat a little bit. I, I saw that in the game thread. I kind of understand it. But look, we're scheduling teams that are going to finish high up in their conference by and large. Well, I don't know about Vanderbilt. That's different. We're playing them on the road. You know, hopefully it turn out to be good. And hopefully VCU can bounce back and, and beat them. Uh, that'll be quite the challenge. And, of course, quite the culture shock with the, with the benches under the basket instead of on the side. Uh, we'll see – We'll see how the coaches and the players handle that because most, if not all of them, will have never been in that situation before. But look, there are there are going to be growing pains. And what you hope is is that you have these growing pains and you still win the games. They didn't do that tonight. I'm not I, – I wouldn't throw this team overboard just yet and I wouldn't throw this season overboard just yet. There are things that are concerned. And look – Bones Highland's not walking through the door, and if Ace Baldwin walks through the door, it's not going to be next next week or next or even next month. It's going to be January, so you got to figure it out without him. You certainly you got to figure it out without Ace Baldwin, and try to make this thing work until he gets back, and then you can adjust. But you can't like say, "Oh, we're waiting for him," and rely on that. Somebody's got to take a hold of this, and the guy is the candidate for that. Is Keyshawn Curry, the only guy in double figures tonight, the only guy that on the offensive end kind of had the energy that was necessary, loved his game tonight, both ends of the floor, you know, makes makes a good play, not the great play, and ends up being a good play when he sets up uh, Josh Banks' three, which at the time I thought was going to be huge for VCU. Love Keyshawn Curry. You know, Vince Williams made the leap last year or made a big leap last year. Keyshawn Curry looks like he's making a big leap this year. We need that. But we need the real Vince Williams, too. We haven't seen it yet. That's frustrating. Vince, let the game come to you. Everybody let the game come to you. One other thing. Heard Rodney Ashby when I was listening to the radio call talk about not getting the ball to Stockard enough and all these things. And and I want to totally agree with him, except for one thing. Levi Stockard has got to finish better around the rim. How many of these layups are not hitting the square right and are falling off? And it's like, 
players are going to react to that. They're going to be tired of making these really good passes into the into the into the into the uh, paint and getting the ball to him in a great position and him missing. He has got to finish. And if you need to get closer so you could dunk it, dunk it. Because you know this this not making these shots around the rim. Three of seven tonight, and I think the other three of those misses were were two feet in. I know there was one long jumper right at the end of the shot clock, but at least two of those misses were were right there at the basket. Hit the square. That's what I was told as a kid. Lay when you do when you're shooting a layup, hit the square. So, yes, Levi Stockard and Ward need to get the ball, but they got to convert. And and Stockard was not converting tonight, and it was hurt. And it it hurt early in the game. It really hurt because they could have had some momentum and got a little bit of a lead. Didn't and and players are going to see that and they're not going to have confidence in it. And if they don't have confidence in it, they're not going to get him the ball, even though they should. So he's got to work on that. He's got to work on finishing through contact and hitting the square on these layups. Because damn, he was in some good positions tonight. There's no way he should have been three or seven from the floor. All right, so that's that. And I think the next game they said is Vanderbilt. I'm just going to look that up real quick. And I think it's Wednesday at 8 o'clock, which will hopefully, if I don't have – if I have a day like I had without having to do a doggone rescue, uh, then I should be back in plenty of time for that. So, yeah, 8 o'clock, SEC Network. So I might have to go over to my stepdad's to try and watch that. Uh and that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Vanderbilt ought to be improved uh, after you know they've had a tough couple of years there. Stackhouse trying you know taking over that program after a, I think a winless season in the SEC. He's got a lot of work to do there, but they ought to be improved. And so it's and again, anytime you can play a Power Five team on the road, unless they're really really awful, it's a good test. So I'm looking forward to seeing what VCU could do, and again, to bounce back. Because, yeah, this is a tough loss tonight, and it may very well hurt come the end of the season. But they also needed a game like this. They needed to play a team like this that was going to make them earn every possession, earn every good shot, earn every free throw. Finish the play. Make sure your guys got the ball. Make sure you've got the rebound. Make sure you get the ball into the guard's hands so you can start the offense. Finish the plays. They didn't do it tonight. They didn't finish the play tonight, and that's why. The, and, and they didn't do it time and again. And Wagner did, and that's why Wagner won. Finish the damn play. And for God's sakes, if you're on the defensive end of the floor use two hands to get the rebound because I'll be perfectly honest. I was so mad watching that. If I'd have been the coach, the next guy that would have gone with one hand with a rebound would have been out of the game immediately, would have been sitting by me and getting an airful because that nobody learns how to rebound the basketball with one hand. There's one, maybe two guys I've ever seen play that I could give carte blanche to them. And one of them was Dennis Rodman, who's only the greatest rebounder who ever lived. Hardly anybody else can do that. The rest of you, 
use use both your hands. God gave you two hands. Hopefully, use them both. For goodness sake. All right. So Wednesday night should be another live recap in the Facebook group. VCU good, the bad, the ugly. Will be another uh, post game pod. Uh, also, we are sponsored. I should have mentioned this at the top, and I just remembered it now. Uh, that's due in part to the frustration uh, of the game tonight and just getting right into it. But we are sponsored by the restaurant Lady Nolans in, in Richmond. Uh, I'm just looking them up now. And they serve Cajun food, which if I was in Richmond, that would be, um, that would be like a moth to the flame for me. Uh, I, love, I love Cajun food. So something like that would be right up my alley. So if you like what you're hearing and you like this pod – uh, patronize them Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four to ten, and uh, they do brunch. They do brunch until three p.m. Saturday, Sunday. So I like that. I like that too because I bet that brunch. I bet a, a Cajun brunch would be really good. So Lady Nolans is now you know now sponsor of this pod of uh, VCU Rams Rewide. So please give them some of your business and tell them that George Templeton sent you. Um, if I ever get back to Richmond, I will definitely, I will definitely uh, eat there uh, to say thank you for uh, for sponsoring us. So, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Keep commenting uh, in the Facebook group. You know, tweet me at Tempterad if you got questions or comments or disagreements because I like them. And thanks everybody for listening. Uh, have a good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.